Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, where do you host Hurricane Age? New day, new show, awesome topic. Uh, my guest is going to take us a lot of places and we're going to learn new things uh, that I actually am I'm here to learn about today. Uh, so uh, she is a microbiome therapist, a functional medicine practitioner. She's also a spiritual counselor. She does other things such as filmmaking, photography, and she's a writer. So she is a lot. And she also has a, a huge story behind her success, I would say. Because I think, you know, it, once you hear her story, you would know the motivation and incentive behind where she is today and who she is today. Uh, so uh, without any further ado, uh, I have with me Lynn Rivers. Lynn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you. Oh, listen, uh, not as much as I am because I, <laughs> I, I want to learn stuff. I mean, I, you know, it's funny, you know, you and I were talking just briefly, but, and what we talked about the mission of the channels and it's really educate, enlighten, inspire, and motivate. And frankly, all those things are dear to my heart because I want to be educated. I want to learn. I want to be enlightened. I definitely want to be inspired and motivated. And that's really what it is. So I'm the, I always say I'm the first customer here. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, I absorb it first and, you know, and that keeps me motivated. It's my fuel. So, uh, and, and I, I love what you guys do. And when I say you guys, all the, the creators and, and, and my guests specifically, and you know, they, they just, you, you bring in a whole different light to, to the world and, uh, you drive some, some good stuff for folks. And I think everyone that listens and watches these shows, can benefit from them you know at a level or another and uh, they can also if not themselves they can benefit others just by sharing the value and you are resources so uh, again i always say thank you for all the people out there that are doing the work and and, and all my guests specifically so so Lynn, yes, yes. take <laughs> us through your story i mean your your oh you man know, taking us back <laughs> taking okay taking us back so <laughs> the reason i do what i do now is because I had a pretty rocky journey the first, honestly, basically 30 plus years of my life. You know, it was constant turmoil. There was always one thing happening. And I started off at a young age, very sick, you know, pneumonia when I was one in three, I was in incubators. They had my arms tied down. Um, the way that my parents spoke to me in those years really actually solidified a fear of the word love because they, they, the way that they were saying, I love you in those moments was out of fear that I was going to die. So as a child, we internalized the feelings, not the words. And so I took love to mean danger, right? So I was afraid of saying, I love you to anyone. And that stemmed a whole slew of PTSD throughout my entire life. Never saying, I love you to my family. Every time they would say it, I would cringe and like go into, you know, fight or flight mode. And so that was one aspect of, you know, the trauma from being ill. But then I also lost a family member every two years um, through the majority of my life. And 
my mom dying when I was 15 years old, my grandma when I was eight, my other grandma when I was 10, my uncle, then it was just my whole family. It was a constant, you know, struggle surrounding death and illness. And so I went through that. And then I went through other near-death experiences of almost dying from my organs shutting down at the same time that my partner was dying of the same colon cancer that my mom died of. And it was just kind of like this on and off battle, right? And it's my appendix ruptured a week before my dad died. Like there was just, it's, it's honestly kind of comical to look back and think like, I never had a break. Like it was always just like one thing after the other. And what that really brought me to though was how can I take my journey and one, work through my trauma? What did I need to see about it? How could I look at it from a different perspective? And how can I release those things so I stopped inviting in certain people who they were looking to die or they needed help with you know, their, their health in a romantic form? And so I started really looking at that and healing through the traumas and really understanding things from a bigger perspective. And then I also took everything of what were all of these people teaching me as far as health is concerned? Why does this keep happening? And what is the Western medical system actually doing for these people? And how can we switch this? You know, because the Western medical system has its place in acute conditions. When my appendix ruptured, I definitely wanted to be in the hospital. But anything outside of that, if we really want to heal, we need to get to the root cause. And so that's when I started diving into functional medicine, because I realized that at the core of every illness, there is a root cause that is making that happen. You know, a cancer is not something that we need to be targeting itself. We need to target why did that cancer happen? Where is the root of all of this? And through all my family members and a partner dying of cancer, I really started realizing that we cannot go after this one organ or this one condition. We need to figure out where the imbalance is in the body and start bringing it back into its natural balance. And then that way we can actually heal from a deeper level and healing the physical is also healing the emotional and vice versa. They all go hand in hand. And so my journey was just one thing after the other, really teaching me and going into schooling for different modalities that brought it into like the whole being mind, body, spirit, right? We can't just focus on one. We need to heal all of them in order to be a whole person. And so that's what brought me to all of my modalities. You know, um, I guess you you listed a few. I do fun- functional medicine. I was a massage therapist, Reiki practitioner, yoga instructor, spiritual counselor, life coach, human design analysis. You know, I, I've done so much and it literally is all just to bring a person back into being human, to being a healthy human being and not living in this sick society that we've just been kind of shoved into without, you know, opening our eyes and asking questions. All right. So Lynn, that's a lot. <laughs> you know, first I have, I have a question. It's got to sound funny, but when did you learn all this? I mean, cause you do look young and <laughs> that's, that's a lot of stuff that you you've covered there in, in the shorter time. So, so whatever it is, it's worked, you know, for you and it's working, <laughs> but, but it's a lot, you know, um, that you you've achieved uh and right. um you know listening to your story i think for anyone watching or listening right now um we need to just take a, a deep breath sometimes and be grateful for everything we have in life because you had a rough literally upbringing because i mean there's no other way to look at it and right. not for any of your fault i mean it is the, the stuff <laughs> that was designed around you and and we 
everybody goes through one minute thing in their life and oh my god the world is ending right i know only only when we hear stories like yours where like you know you're not catching a break and it's just i mean some people would have lost hope some people would literally just go suicidal sometimes they'll just give in and give up you know life and and that kind of thing but you know again listening to you today and all the stuff and the fact that you turned everything and you kind of learned how to not only for you but for others to maybe avoid what it is that they've gone through uh, it's 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 a it's a great uh, hope for people and i think if you're watching and listening it's always good to hear uh, a story that that may be you know i'm not going the only, the only one going through the worst you know people have gone through it and they made it and so when i see that people are making it through and even thriving that that should give me a little glimpse like hey i got this i can do this too and you know not everybody's got the motivation to do it on their own right and so sometimes you need that little boost and uh, you know i love to, to hear that. that's why i said your story is definitely uh, a big part of today's show and and discussion because i don't think of anyone and i don't think there's anyone that is not going through some level of of turmoil in their life it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's work, at home, health, you know, there's something going on. If not even us, it's our environment. You know, right. at least, you know, you hear the news, you hear this, there's something that's affecting us and it affects us physically and mentally. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've, we just had a few shows about mental health and things like that. It, it is it is happening and it's real. And, and you said it, I mean, you don't, you don't, it's like, you know, you get a, a deck of cards and you got a dealer that gives you different things and whatever, you know, hand you got dealt with, you know, you dealt, that's what you're going to deal with in real life. Right. So, and, right. you know, there's, no, you know, it's funny. I, I don't know if you, you, you play solitaire, you know, I, I do every day, actually. <laughs> All right. So, so I, I only play when I'm flying or whatever, because it's actually, it's pretty cool. I just kind of get my brains mm-hmm. working a little bit, but you know what, there are some, some times where you can, no matter what you do, you get to the end. There's nothing you can do. You have to reset. And sometimes that's what life is about, you know, and you, you don't lose hope until until you do everything, expire, remove. Well, you know, life is probably even better because you don't expire, remove because there's always a way out. You know, there's always going to be something better. And I do tend to believe that, you know, uh, the worst case is when you're on the lowest level, there's only, you know, one way is up. And so therefore you can always lift up. So it's important to to just highlight that. That was the first thing. Now, I love what you said about Western medicine. You know there is a place for it and yes it is designed to to help and and m- maybe not cure or not, maybe not prevent but really just to prevent you know maybe to 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 solve the the minutes problem like if you to your point you need surgery Acute. yes, it, yes. It, it, it's going to help it but it's not going to do the long now you can you can man you know you can manage the symptoms you can manage some of the stuff sometimes it works i mean uh, different types of you know illnesses can be cured with conventional medicine but you're you're you studied oriental medicine. You you went to the holistic stuff. You've mm-hmm. you've gone you've gone traditional. And I love what you said about the root cause, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, in business we say root cause analysis of things, right? <laughs> you know, exactly. Uh, in in health, we should say the same. You gotta go through the root cause of what drives what's going on, you know, in our mm-hmm. health. And most of the time, whatever is happening is happening because we have bad habits. We have, I don't know, bad, you know, food that we take. Maybe we have different lifestyle and, and, and things that mm-hmm. are affecting our health. Maybe the environment we live in is, is bad. Cause I mean, it depends exactly. on where you live. If you live in clear, I, I don't know, maybe next to one of those, uh, you know, refineries, you know, oil refineries, there's a good chance there's a cancer, you know, a uh, number that's going to be higher there. Right. So these are things that we have to be aware of, but you've done that now. Now, Functional medicine practitioner or practitioner, 
let's define that for our audiences specifically. Great. So technically what I do is I, my clients come to me and they are working through something. It can be as simple as I'm having digestive issues, which that might not sound so simple to some people because it can be really, really aggravating to not understand what's happening, but it can be all the way to diabetes, to cancer, to illness, mental, you know, mental, mental diagnosis, anything of that sort. And what we do is we, I test them um, on several different levels. I do micronutrient deficiencies and I do GI maps, which is uh, microbiome therapy. So finding out what's happening inside their gut and finding out if there's any dysbiosis. And I also do a lot of other tests like hormonal panels, depending on who I'm working with, because unfortunately, a lot of what's happening in our society is we are not hormonally balanced. I mean, a good portion of the population has a hormonal imbalance and we are micronutrient deficient because we are losing our nutrients in the food that we eat, especially when you're eating a conventional diet and our gut health, which I'm sure we will get into that actually drives a we're finding over 80% of what's happening in the majority of our body is driven by what's happening in our gut. And so through functional medicine, we look at all of these different tests and some doctors will run different tests, but I fine lined mine to what I see is the most important for my clients to know. So they have a basis to work off so that they can build up. Right. And so we use those tests and we figure out what's happening and why is your body not functioning properly? And when you look at something as simple as let's take magnesium, for example, magnesium, we think about that as like, oh, it's the calm, you know, the calm supplement. We take it to feel calm or we take it for muscle relaxant. The reality is magnesium plays a role in over 300 chemical processes in the body without magnesium, without the proper amount of magnesium in our body, we can have digestive issues. We can have mental disorders. We can have muscle, muscle fatigue, just super simple things, but also really big processes that we don't think about. And so we need to find out what are you depleted in? What do you not have enough of? Because if we don't have enough of those micronutrients, our body's not going to be able to function properly. So when that happens, our organs can start malfunctioning. And then we start having those symptoms. And then that's where other stuff starts coming into play. And we can start having cancerous cells and everything's not functioning because our blood's not functioning properly. Our, you know, our organs aren't actually moving. And it's like, It's really simple when you look at it, but the bottom line is when you go to the Western medical system, they diagnose symptoms. They're like, you have this symptom, take this drug. That drug then starts initiating another slew of symptoms that then you have to like work with. And it's never actually trying to figure out what's out of balance. What do we not have enough of? What do we need to give you more of? Are you, is your estrogen too high? Because in our society, estrogen dominance is actually a huge role in a lot of illness that goes undiagnosed. You know, we, I, I, I had endometriosis from the age of 16 and did not realize it till I was 28 years old. And so I went through years of struggle with this thing that the doctors would just keep pushing like, Oh no, it's just this, like, don't worry about it. It'll go away. And it never did because they were never addressing what was wrong. And so that is what I do for people. We, we find out what are your symptoms and let's find out why they are happening. It's not just let's mask the symptoms. Let's give you this drug. It's about going down and getting to the root and actually healing. So you can live a happy and healthy life and not have to go down that road of taking pills and taking more pills and then just getting worse and worse as you get older. We're meant to thrive into very old age 
You know, I look at my grandpa and he was 90 when he died. He was the only one who lived to be old. All the rest of my family died before they were 50. And he was the only one to live to be old. And he took care of his body. He ate mindfully. He knew what he was doing. He, you know, he had a fasting period and he's the only one that I saw. And he always took my advice. And so it was kind of like this beautiful thing. He was the only one willing to listen to me. And he did, he thrived. And it was that reminder that we're meant to do that. We're meant to be healthy, older individuals. It's not something that you you shouldn't have to look at being old as like, oh, well, when I get old, I'm going to be sick and I'm going to be weak. We know now we have plenty of proof out there that growing old does not have to look that way. And that is where I come in. I come in to help people actually live happy and healthy lives from just living from a really rooted and grounded space and being a human who eats healthy and who takes care of themselves mentally, physically, and spiritually. All right. So (laughs) (laughs) that's quite a bit there, but, but, you know, it's amazing. I'm listening to you and and, uh, you gave the example of your grandfather and uh, you you mentioned 90, which is a pretty advanced age. And and you said it, I mean, uh, he lived uh, happy. I've actually seen people in the nineties that looked, you know, literally like sixties. And they right. were pretty active and stuff, dancing, doing their thing. And so I, I can relate to that from not personal experience. I mean, I've I've had family members that 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 went to that age and beyond. But but it's to your point, you know, it's we can do that. The problem, I think, that that we have today. Now, if you we're in the States, but if you go across the world, it varies from you know culture to culture because of yes. various things, the way we eat, the way we live. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stress that comes in our lifestyle, you know, these days and all the stuff varies because of cultures and, and, and different things, right? Even the environment, you know, we talked about environment and mm-hmm. what's around us makes a big difference, right? Um, you talked about, you know, uh, root cause. And mm-hmm. and and so, so I want to break that down a little bit because it seems that we have a consensus across everybody that I met with in every interview and every show that we talked about health and nutrition you know, there's one thing that is in common. We are lacking stuff. Our body is not getting the necessary nutrients that it's supposed yes. to have. And it seems that somehow our diet business, our world that we live in today, we have almost veered away from the real nutritional stuff, the real food into some fake food. And I'm not calling it, I mean, I'm calling it fake food, yes, but but it's it's really interesting because it's not really the natural way of food. You know, we have packaged things, we have additives, we have all the different things that are, and it tastes good. <laughs> the stuff tastes really good and it's a, you know, it's addictive and you, you 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 can't get rid of it. You enjoy it more. I mean, from the candies that, that we have as kids to to the snacks that we have when we go to the movies to to the fast food that we have when we drive in or we're like at work, whatever. All this stuff is, is, is the new society. It's created these things. And it's also industries that have, you know, they, they thrive financially uh, and, and, and they deliver these products, right? And we just get hooked on them. And there's marketing that, that's backing that. Well, well, I'm not against, you know, all that, you know, profitability and make, you know, capitalism work and all that stuff. That's one way, you know, people have the right to do. It. But we as, as consumers, I would say, we have mm-hmm. the right, you know, to to look out for ourselves and make exactly. those decisions. I think that's where the problem is. Like, you know, people can tell you whatever they can do, whatever you can put everything in front of me. If I don't want it, I'm the one who's actually consuming. Exactly, I'm the one who's taking the action. But the problem is, uh, because you you it's like you're like uh, 
you're part of this society and you want to like fit in and you therefore start just conforming to everything else happening. And I think that's, you know, that's true across all the, the, the village that we call earth today, because I, we live in this global thing now that is very, you know, attached all over the place. So you can connect everywhere, but you know, some people have made the choices that are healthier. Mm-hmm. But most of us are literally are still not making those choices. You know, there's a lot of talk about fitness and wellness and eating health and holistic stuff. But but you're talking to the basic elements. I mean, you talked about hormones, you know, mm-hmm. and more. You said, I think if I'm not mistaken, you mentioned something about 80 percent, whatever of us that are imbalanced with our hormones. That yes. in itself can be you know catastrophic. I mean, hormones regulate everything. Right. So the you know, thyroid exactly. problems is big. Uh, and then ultimately everything else happens. Uh, you, you talked about magnesium as an example. Mm-hmm. You know, who knew? I mean, I, I, I've had a show about magnesium specifically, and we have also counterparts in a wellness talk who actually, uh, George Batista does a lot of the, the discussion of, on nutrients and supplements and stuff. And it's, it's great stuff, but people are not aware of these things. You know, we need right. to make them, you know, make them aware and share with them more. And hopefully they'll stand, even when you, magnesium, right? So there's, types of magnesium which one works which you know which one has the most effects and you know what quantities you need to have a day you know it's it seems that our nutrition is shallow it's not you know it's not complete on a day-to-day basis uh, you talked about fasting in between you know like your body's got to detox and do things yes. we're not we're not 100 there i think you know maybe some of us because we are attached to this like i said i'm the first customer i listen to these things so mm-hmm. I, I apply some of it but but not everybody has gone to gotten the message, if you want to call it that way, right? You know, right. you only get the message when you get sick. <laughs> or, right. but th- at that time, it could be too late, you know. So so the idea is that we use your practice, you know, and your expertise, for example, to really get us from a good starting point. I mean, actually even had a couple of shows about kids' nutrition, and I have another one scheduled tomorrow for that to talk about kids. I mean, early on. You know, things can be much better if we start early on. But even today, and I, you know, it's unfortunate, but when you look at our food in schools, I mean, I, I see all my kids have at school. It, it There's no stuff. And then when they come home, they don't want to eat regular food. And so they already, and then adapted to that food concept and they don't want to eat anything that is different. And so I, I make the joke about, you know, this and probably in multiple shows I've stated this. You know, I think we're going to lose our, our restaurants eventually <laughs> because the menu is going to be limited. You know, that becomes an industry obsolete because nobody's going to eat more than the five or six element that these kids today are eating. And then it, there's a big thing. Yeah, We talked about mental health yesterday and psychology and the younger folks. I mean, there's a, a huge amount of, you know, uh, youth with with uh, mental, you know, uh, you know, concerns. And so that's maybe that's related to food. There's a lot of connection here in, in all of this. You got goosebumps there. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know. So, 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 what do you say about that? I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of almost summarizing some of the the stuff that you mentioned, but, but it it resonates well because it is not a secret. We we almost know what it is. We know when something's wrong. I mean, you're eating stuff that that is really not food. I mean, you take a, uh, somebody gave me this 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 <laughs> example the other day, a burger like a McDonald's burger that was like for a year or two years and nothing actually. You know, oh my God! Yeah, it's, it's, it stayed exactly the same after mm-hmm. a year or two, and he's been using that same you know wrapper you know over and over. Yep. Now I'm not saying anything about you know McDonald's and whatever. I mean they do this stuff, and they I'm sure they they have their own way of of looking at it. But it's it's they wanted the biggest change, so unfortunately <laughs> they they get caught you know caught you know quite a few times. But the fact is, 
they found the solution. It's great. I mean, the concept, if you watch the movie, I loved, I mean, the, the, the business concept behind it. But that's the problem. We go to the business concepts, but we lose the health concept. Sometimes exactly. for profits, we give no crap, if you want to call it, about, you know, everything else and the damage. Sometimes we don't even think that, you know, we are hurting people over generations to come. Maybe not this generation, but you said gut health. I mean, you're throwing all that stuff in. The body is not able to process it. Your microbiome, you know, all your gut stuff on your flora, whatever the stuff that's moving in there is not doing <laughs> its work. You know, it's actually killing itself or it's dying. And now you have digestive issues, as you said, from mm -hmm. your stomach to your guts, you know, you're constipated, you know, problems mm -hmm. here and there. Constipation has other problems. And, you know, so one leads to the other and it's all linked. Then you yeah. have your your chemicals in this world that we are being mm -hmm. bombarded, bombarded with on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, it's facts. I mean, mm -hmm. and by the way, anyone watching or listening, this is not a secret, folks. I mean, you know it. You know, we choose not to talk about it. We choose to right. just move on with it. I'm one of you guys too, and believe me, for for a long time, you know, it's like it is what it is. And even today, I could say it is what it is. I do my best. But there's certain things I can't really, there's, you still, if you decide to really live a healthy life, you're going to probably have to remove yourself, go somewhere into the middle right. of nowhere and, and grow your own food. And maybe then you'll be happier and healthier. But, you know, that's, that's maybe one, 0.1% of our universe that can do that. So, so we still have to adapt to where we are in our environments and still have some sort of a pathway towards healthier and maybe preventative measures from the early days. I think that's the thing. So your formula, your work is really to help us and guide us from that moment, you know, how to be better in our gut. And by mm -hmm. the way, gut health also has mm -hmm. functionality with the brain. I mean, there's there's discussions, there's a good connection there. So there's all these things. I mean, we are one unit as as a body and, and everything is right. attached. I love what you said about the medicine, right? The acute piece, you know, you have an illness, we cure, we have symptoms, we cure the symptoms. So we mm -hmm. basically, we make you not feel the symptoms and therefore like right. the problem is gone. Now, some people can, I, listen, I, I have great doctors that come on shows and, you know, there's different opinions about different things. There is, like you said, there's a place for medicine the way it is, but but not all of it is is really, it's helpful to solve the problem. Like somebody mentioned, it's not healthcare, it's sick care. When you're sick, you get, you get the help when you're sick. But can we be can we be healthier? Can we live a vital, you know, a vitality life or life of vitality? Right. You know, we've had a show about just vitality, right? You know, living at the higher level of your body and, and your potential. Uh, you know, so all these things have real concepts, but but we are aware many now with, with social media, with podcasts, with stuff, you get stuff. I mean, I can tell you, here's a good story. The reason we have this show is believe it or not, when I started this, this these programs about you know almost three and a half years ago, the idea was that there is no health channel. There's no health radio. I, I have not heard of them. If there is one, I'd like to know which one, but I have not heard one, at least not where I live. And and so that was the concept. The idea is to bring these and resources mm -hmm. for that purpose. I mean, right now you, you wanted the resource, you gotta Google, right? But but even right. when you Google, what are you gonna Google for, right? You, exactly. You're not sure what you're Googling for. So so this brings us closer to a resource such as yourself. This gives us some element of knowledge. You know, this doesn't take away from you having to actually meet someone in person and stuff, but at least it gives you like, oh, it opens your eyes, your ears. Right. Oh, wow. I, you know, all this stuff is happening around me. I need to be more careful. Maybe you'll take the steps necessary to do better. And that's where we are. So, so, you know, now let's talk about, you, you talked about the gut health and the hormones mm -hmm. 
and in the nutrients. So, but but so how do we do that in real society today? Because that that is not as easy as as it sounds. I mean, technically, it can be. So first off, one point that I wanted to make that was fun is when you're talking about the kids. I literally just had a conversation last night about the school systems and how it's just set to make them, you know, fail. Basically, the way that they feed them, the chocolate milk, all of that. You know, we we had a really good conversation about that and about how a lot of kids will have mental disorders and no one knows that. Think about, look, is it stemming from something inside? What are their micronutrient deficiencies? What is their gut health doing, right? So I love that we talked about, that you talked about that because it was a really big point for me yesterday. And as far as the gut health is concerned, it so we, we can no longer avoid or you know, hide from the fact that we know this stuff. You know, that's where we need to take responsibility and to start realizing like we have this information now, what are we going to do about it? Okay. And with the gut, we now know that our microbiome plays, I mean, our serotonin levels, for example, which is a big component of our mental stability, it plays over 95% into what happens with that form of mental stability. And we, we know this, but yet we continue to prescribe all these different medications to mask the symptoms of what's happening. When the reality is the symptoms is our body saying, Hey, something's not right. And as long as we continue to mask those, we're not ever going to understand what's actually happening. And so it's just going to continue creating vicious cycles of illness in some forms, right? And to start with the gut, I think it's important to tell people that 90% of our being is microbiome. <laughs> we are literally about only 10% human cells. The rest of us is microbiome, okay? It's all of these different funguses and parasites and bacteria, you know, and it's, we're literally feeding trillions and trillions of babies that break down our foods and send them to where it needs to be. And it breaks down everything for us and allows our body to do what it needs to do. When we do not have a healthy gut microbiome, it throws off all of our digestive system that which in turn throws off our mental wellness. You know, it's just all so connected and we're just diving into this. We know so much about it, and yet it's barely the tip of the iceberg, right? So there's so much that we're learning, but the reality is it's we have dysbiotic guts because of the antibiotics that we were fed, especially in the 80s and 90s. I mean, we were given them like they're candy. They're like, oh, you have a cold, take an antibiotic. Oh, you have this, like take an antibiotic. You know, when we didn't understand that it was damaging our gut microbiome, so much. And it's, you know, to a certain point, some of it's irreversible, irreversible. And we have to really look at that and ask like, what are we going to do about this? And how are we going to start looking at our gut as the core of the majority of our illness? I mean, they're looking at it for Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, all of these different diseases that we're finding now, like in 10 years, we could have a probiotic that says, oh, you have Parkinson's, take this probiotic right? And we're getting to that point because we understand the depth of what happens here is really important for the, in our entire process of our entire body. And I think it's, it's just one of the things that we have to start looking at and asking, what are we eating? Do we have the gut microbiome to digest the food that we're eating in, in turn, in return, that 
allows us to absorb all of our nutrients, right? If we're not absorbing our nutrients, then we're not going to be getting everything to the places that it needs to go. And so really, when you look at it, it's kind of funny, right? The core of our being is the core of our health and wellness, right? And so we look at it and like, this is our core of our body. Our stomach is the core. And that is what sets the tone for everything else. And so it, it makes sense when you look at our society and see how, how unhealthy we are, right? And it's like, look at their gut. Like, I mean, their gut says it all, right? And that's an- another example is to look at people who have all of these digestive illnesses and they look healthy, but when you actually go in and you find out that what their gut's doing, if they're dysbiotic, everything starts making sense. It makes so much sense when you look at it from an internal perspective, which is what I do. I literally, you know, look at people's, <laughs> you know, poop <laughs> and figure out like what's happening, like what's going on in your body. And so, yeah. Also, so, so there's, there's, first of all, it's funny because you said that, you know, we have these trillions of, of creatures living, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it, it made me think about it. Like, it's alive. It's, exactly. <laughs> it's alive. Exactly. We're alive. But, but, but that's, that's a, you know, it's funny. It sounds, but, but it is alive and it's real live stuff that is happening and yes. if we're killing them, you know, we're certainly killing ourselves as well. And so slowly but surely our functions are not there. And 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 it's it's amazing. You said the core of of you know the, the mm-hmm. name core actually is pretty powerful mm-hmm. because when you think about it, that is where it's all happening. I mean, you can't live without eating, right? So and, right. and drinking. So all that stuff is processed. This is the engine where it's all happening. Yes. But but we all well, I'm not, I'm not going to generalize. I mean, maybe there are, there's a few people that really do it right. And I think the majority of us may still not be doing it right. You mentioned something about the antibiotics, in the, especially in the 80s and stuff. Now, I wanted to ask a question about that. You, We know that genetics are real. And we know that, you know, generations do pass on some genetic coding and things like that and some features, you know, to the next generation. If we were to cancel out genetic you know well our let's say if the antibiotics hurt the generation before us or our generation I, you know i'm assuming that there's definitely some impact to our next generation so our progeny our kids are probably going to have some you know effect you know to a mutation level or whatever that is actually impacting them and so in generation three or four from now you know these folks are going to be completely different from us for whatever it is worse or, or, or better i'm probably worse if if this continues but but the idea is it, it, genetics are real arts they're the real science and 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 the concept that if you destroy something now the question is i'm not being uh how can i say it, um controversial here but but you know when you think about it do people think about these things you know and what the impact is in the future probably not that's the problem that's a, the question in every day people live the moment uh, if I am, you know, trying to look at profitability, as we talked about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I may not be thinking about next generations and what's the impact for them. I just think about how we can make the most profits today. And so maybe I produce some time. I mean, we talked about like uh, in a different show, uh, 100 years ago, 50 years ago, the food that existed didn't exist, doesn't exist. Well, the food that exists today didn't exist then. And you know, go 100 years ago, you bring someone in from the old New York City, you know, to a supermarket like Am I in heaven or something? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of look weird to them. I mean, just just the the concept, right? You go back two hundred years. I mean, forget about it. It's like what the hell? Uh, everything has changed, and 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 it looks good. It looks attractive. It's visually enhancing. You know, the tastes are there. I mean, the taste buds are getting stimulated left and right. I mean, they taste. You know, everything. And again, they throw in all the 
the the triggers, the salts, mm -hmm. the, the the sugars. I mean, everything tastes, you know, the sweetness, you know, the flavors, and most of it's artificial. It's not even, you know, a natural stuff. So we know that, and and you know, we get used. To. Some of us get like, and and what we notice in today and the discussion we've had discussions about cancers and things like that. There is more cancers today than there pretty much ever, and again. There's got to be a link direct to what we put into the body. And there has been people that have survived or actually that turned the tide by, by switching their lifestyle and their heating habits and the nutrients. And really, to your point, they went holistic and they went to like, you know, more of an oriental, mm -hmm. you know, uh, traditional, you know, everything. And and they made it. I mean, I had a show recently and uh, we talked about hemp. You know, and and the CBDA, which is you know, uh, you know, a, a very uh, uh, controversial discussion in its own, but but it's it is real and it's happening. How we reverse, you know, in in the case of our guest, you know, uh, she talked about how her mom had cancer and she was terminal, and because of the the hemp, you know, and CBDA, you know, and the treatment, that whole thing, you know, got reversed and she was cancer free in a few months. So so these are real examples. Now again, I can't verify the examples personally because I'm not testing the, the, the stuff so i take your word for it but and i always tell the people listen guys you can listen to all of us you don't have to believe a word you know just do your homework and do your research do your due diligence that's it but you know if you do find you know a, a need we have the experts talk to them and they have the credentials behind this they have the testimonials they can make it work so that's where we are now now you mentioned estrogens. I think that's what you said earlier. Estrogen, like you know, the hormones. Estrogen. Estrogen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, you you mentioned that earlier, and uh, you said something about we are pretty much all deficient or or something of that nature. Uh, let's so, talk about that. Okay. So with estrogen dominance, so a good portion of women, it's over seventy five percent of women have estrogen dominance, and it's actually not uncommon in men as well because of our society and how we, um, we take in estrogen through plastic, you know, through the, the bowls that we eat, through foods that we eat. And so there's actually quite a bit of estrogen dominance in, in men as well, but it really shows in women because of progesterone deficiency. And when we don't have enough progesterone, it actually causes the estrogen dominance to wreak havoc on our entire system. Right. And so everything plays into back to the, the gut also, because your gut metabolizes estrogen. And if that's not metabolizing estrogen, then that can contribute to more estrogen dominance. So it's kind of this vicious cycle. And so that's why I test all three of those is because they all play into each other. Okay. The micronutrient deficiencies, the gut microbiome and the hormonal therapy. And so when you're estrogen dominant, that can cause things that you're never going to correlate to hormones, you know, like heart palpitations or anxiety, um, you know, the cramps, of course, all of the things that come along with a menstrual cycle. Yes, those are going to intensify as well. But there's also the parts of like even dry lips. Like I'm not talking like just like, oh, my lips are dry. I'm talking like cracked, scaly lips. That can be estrogen dominance, heart palpitations. That can be estrogen dominance, um, mental instability, like having, you know, outbursts of anger outbursts that can be estrogen dominance and people start looking at these things from a different perspective thinking like oh well maybe i am bipolar or maybe i have you know all of these different disorders and never realizing that it could be due just from one of these factors causing an, uh, an imbalance in your hormones and i i know that i was talking to one guy i have a tendency to <laughs> go out to eat i will be sitting by myself 
and give it five, 10 minutes. And there will be someone sitting at the table with me telling me their life story and, you know, crying and trying to figure out what's happening. And this happens all the time. And it was a couple months ago that I went out to eat at my favorite restaurant. And this guy, he, people will find the funniest excuses to like start up a conversation with me. And he's like, so how's the pizza here? And I wasn't eating pizza. And it was just like, pizza's good. I was like, I highly recommend it. And we started a conversation. And sure enough, five minutes later, he's like, can I sit here with you? And I'm like, yes, come and sit. And so he sits down and he, about 10 minutes in, he's crying, talking to me about how he just feels like he's not sure that he can go on in this life because of something that he's dealing with. And we walk through it and he ends up you know, a client of mine and I do a hormonal panel on him and his progesterone levels were through the roof. Now, men should not have high levels of progesterone, nor should they have high levels of estrogen. His progesterone was off the charts. It wasn't even on the scale of like what the test would read. And that was where I was like, we need to get this down. Like, this is why you're so emotional and you're so anxious all the time. And he just really felt like he wanted to check out, you know, he's in his fifties he wasn't doing well. He didn't have muscle tone. He just felt like, like he did not feel like he could live in that space anymore. And sure enough, he got his stuff in check. He, you know, started working on what he needed to do and he started feeling better. And he's like, I didn't know that I could be this clear. I didn't know that I could have this level of um, really what he called it was okayness. Like he just felt okay for once, you know, and that was like, just like the beginning of him getting better. And, and it really does. It's really, I have fine lined it to where it is that simple to where we can look at a few things and ask, like, are these things out of balance? Yes, you're going to have symptoms. If they're in balance, you're going to be okay. And so that's, that's one of my biggest highlights. People really need to understand what's happening in their body. What are their hormones doing? Because if one hormone is out of balance, it can shoot everything else off. It can cause thyroid problems, hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, which really creates like a slew of different symptoms for people, including digestive health, you know, and gaining weight. And when you really look at the human body, we're not meant to be overweight. You know, even if you're a bigger boned person, you're still not meant to be overweight. And it's really simple to come down and be like, let's check these things. Let's get you back on track. If one thing's out of whack, it's going to start throwing off everything else. So we need to look at you as an entire organism, not one piece. Love the holistic, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, but you know, but my, I, it's, first of all, I, 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 I'm, I'm smiling a little bit because of the story you gave about the person <laughs> that came to you, uh, and and for for at least for a man's you know perspective, you know, crying is not something that we like to do. <laughs> so, but 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 you, this the, the fact is, if your 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 hormones are kicking, and to your point, mm-hmm. he's got the highest level beyond where they need to be on the chart. Mm-hmm. You know, that's tendencies to have a different emotions, and it's gonna drive that emotion. So exactly, just, you're not meant to be that way. So I'm listening to you like. Wow, that is a tough one. I mean, you know, but but you would not know. That's the thing. Like, if you have those kind of things, you'd have to check. And, you know, listen, I have a regular doctor, and I, I tell you, he does a full workout on my stuff every year. I mean, he runs every single thing to the genetics level, right? And he can, you know, they do this whole thing now with 10 years. They kind of map out a little bit, the risks and all the stuff. Now, I don't know how that that's different from from the work you do. I mean, ultimately, that's just more lab stuff that he does. But you're doing it at, at, at a whole at the gut level, which is again unique and different. Um, 
I, I the only thing I I did was the colon guard, you know, which I you know I chose versus doing the colonoscopy. So that was just mm-hmm. just my choice. And I don't know about you know the, that that concept. I'm still not you know, although I've been told that I should, I I'm still kind of iffy about it. I mean, when you hit the fifties, you like now you have to worry about prostate as a as a male, and you have to to worry about your colon, you know, and all this stuff. So so it's part of life, right? But but you're right. If we do everything else correctly, we should be able. If the hormone stuff is working properly, everything else should be you know in check so so let's talk about that now someone you know anybody watching and listening right now if they really want to turn to life and and get a real you know they can do the the, the work that i've done and things like that but let, let if they wanted to do a secondary opinion or an additional opinion based on the mm-hmm. gut stuff and and get that part you know i i mean obviously they can reach out to you but let's say are, are you all over the place? I mean, are you are you able to work with yes. people anywhere? Okay, I work with people all over the world. Yes. Okay, good. So you know that that's important because you know uh, you wouldn't know where to start. I mean, you have to find someone who has similar practice, you know, mm-hmm. locally, and and then do the work. Uh, but we have you now, so <laughs> we can start there, right? You know, but 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 the idea is that it is important, even as a test, and and this is the part that you know I uh, I think even last last show last night we had a show. Um, that's going to air on Monday. The uh, the discussion was about like get a second opinion. Yes, get a second Always. opinion. Yeah, I mean, you know, yes. you you you'll be surprised that maybe this practice is different. They may you know order a particular test or some other stuff that's going to de- reveal different things, and maybe then you can have a bigger you know the best picture, uh, and then you you take the course of action that you need. It's it's just a simple advice, but it, it can help. Don't right. settle for one. One, oh my god the the doomsday is here you know maybe not and, yes. and i've we actually i had a whole show with someone who actually literally for three years was misdiagnosed i was just gonna talk about that all right let's talk about because that yes, that's, that's crazy i, I want to go down a rabbit hole with this because the importance of getting a second opinion is to remember that you, a lot of people turn their their trust over to doctors so easily instead of remembering that they were trained They are trained what to prescribe. They are trained what to tell their patients and they are trained to just trust these people because they're in a white lab coat, right? Like they look the professional. So people just give them this trust instead of remembering that they went to school to learn specific things to prescribe, to treat their treating symptoms. Okay. Always get a second opinion because one of the big things too, is like you're talking about getting the colon test. And the reality is they're testing the physical body, right? So they're looking like, oh, you have some things going on in your colon. They're not asking, why do you have these things going on in your colon? That's what we need to know. That's why you need to dig in. The tests that I do differ because it's on a level of you can go get blood tests from your doctor, but whatever's happening in your blood that they find, it never will tell you why. It's never going to give you the why is this happening? And how do I fix this? My tests show you, you are deficient in X, Y, Z. You have an imbalance in this part of your body. This is how we correct it. That is what I do. And that's why it's completely different. It actually puts you into a perspective of healing and actually bringing it again, bringing it back into balance. So your body can do what it needs to do, which in turn will allow your colon to be healthy. It'll allow your body to function properly. And with the mixed diagnosis, there are cases, I mean, you don't have to look too hard. You can Google so many different misdiagnoses, but one of my big, biggest things that I always come back to and remind clients of is there was a guy who was misdiagnosed. Let me, let me rephrase this. He went to the doctor and he was diagnosed with 
I think it was stage four pancreatic cancer. It was a high stage pancreatic cancer. They gave him three months to live. Okay. So he just like, okay. The doctor was like, there's nothing we can do for you at this point. Just go home, enjoy your life, do what you need to do. So the guy went home. He, you know, did what he wanted to do. He said his goodbyes and he died three months to the date. When he died, they found that they had misdiagnosed him. He had absolutely no cancer, but because of the power of your mind and what you believe and what you take on from people, you will literally bring that about and actually follow that. He died because of the belief that he had something that was going to kill him, not because he actually had something. They read the wrong chart to the wrong person, and he believed everything that that doctor told him. And so he died. You and know, it's that, just that's a placebo effect. Is that, is that what they exactly, they yeah, yeah, exactly. It, uh, it goes forward and backwards. It, it, it's amazing, but but you know, but that's the thing. I mean, especially for a diagnosis like that, I mean, you would want to double and triple check. And and again, listen, I do have I've seen enough people personally that I've I've come across through to real life or 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 through shows that have had the worst diagnosis and they were told that it's the end. And mm -hmm. they're doing years later, decades Beautiful. later, they're doing great. They live in the mm -hmm. life. They are, they're vibrant and healthy. And so, so I, you know, I do believe one thing. I mean, I, in terms of the belief part, right. The, the religious aspect is that we only go when it's time to go. And so there is an expiration term for us, but we got to do our best, you know, to do the best, you know, while we are, we, we here. And so that, that's, a, that's a whole different discussion. But, you know, while I'm, I exist, you know, I got to do to your point, the best thing that I have. And when I do my best, you know, whatever is going to happen, happen, right? You know, if it's going to be good, at least I can live. Like you said, it. we want, and we the message is really clear. You want to live for as long as you live, the healthiest, the happiest, the more mm -hmm. dynamic life. You do not want to have difficulty breathing, difficulty doing things and, right. and, and struggling. And, and everything to your point is like a, a snowball effect. I mean, just, you know, like a, just going to get worse and worse and worse yes. and worse. One leads to the other. And to your point, the worst is going to get to your mind and your mind's going to start believing that you're no good for nothing. And then mm -hmm. you're going to basically read. And, and I've seen it actually in real life, even through just social activity, people who mm -hmm. tend to just re remote themselves from social life, they tend to collapse quicker and they did just, dissipate people that yes. are more social alive and they're active they tend to be a lot more happier healthier and more you know literally vibrant and they they but tend yes. to you know, i don't know why but but it's it's real i've seen the two level i mean in my world you know I'm, i work in the insurance space and we're in the senior markets and uh you know i i meet with seniors all the time and mm -hmm. and not are them are made equal i mean some of them are like younger you know in the heart and physical you know aspect even though their their age is higher and some of them they just are just collapsing and, and lesser and lesser vibrant and it, you can see that and sometimes even you can even see it like in in younger crowds you know you see like someone who is 40 30 50 and they look much younger and vice versa you see someone the same age they look way older it all right. depends on how they treat themselves and what they do uh, from a stress level, from the health, you know, uh, aspect, what they do, the activities, the lifestyle, all of it matters. But but the story you said is is as sad as it sounds. First of all, 
it is ridiculous that they make a mistake, you know, on a, on a chart level, but it does mm -hmm. happen. And by the way, even if, they didn't, even if they don't make a, a mistake on a chart, sometimes, I mean, again, it's record, right? Somebody just pressed the wrong number, whatever, and it switches. Yeah. Codes can codes can also mean a different thing. You, you press an A instead of B, and it means something totally different. Many things can happen at that level. A human, you know, a human yes, error exactly. is, is real, and it can happen. So just, just don't take it for granted. Again, it is it is a simple thing. Double check, like we double check everything. If you're doing right. your finances, you're probably gonna double check your check your balance in a few times and making sure like all the bills are correct and who's taking money, whatever. It's your health. It's it's the best thing you have. You can't go wrong with that. Right. You know, and I think that brings a good point to remember that just because we live a healthy life does not prevent death, right? We are going to die. That is part of our life. Life and death go hand in hand. And I think it's important to remember that you shouldn't want to move forward with getting healthy with the hopes of just like not dying at a certain point, because we don't know when we're going to die. And in my life, like I was very, it was a bit very apparent for me very early on that you can go at any point, but the, the point of living a healthy life is to take care of yourself and to, to give yourself the best chance to live happily and healthfully. And the more you do that for yourself, the more you can actually enjoy things and go and do things and be active. And there's just so much, so much more that you can do from living from that space. It's not to prevent an early onset death because we don't know that. But during the time that we are here, that gives us a chance to live a, a you know, just a more fulfilling existence. Definitely. And I think, I think even, I mean, through scriptures, we're supposed to do the right thing by our bodies, right? <laughs> it's a tree, you know, this is like, the, you know, this is the most precious thing. It's a trust and you got to do the right thing by it. So even if you're a believer in any aspect of a religion, that that's almost a duty, right? Uh, and right. so, but, but even if you don't believe it's still the same thing, the duty still remains. You still want to live happy and healthy right. and for as long as you want. So I think we are in agreement there, no matter who, what you believe is, you should, mm -hmm. you know, take care of this. Here's the thing. Everybody's got at least do a headache in their life and you know, it's not fun. So, so when you have any other problem, you fever, headaches, these pain is going to be there. Those three things are not fun to have you know, as small as the the, the the root cause is or as damaging as the root cause is. So let's make sure we avoid all that stuff because we don't want to live that status or of pain no right. matter what. You know, and, and then here's the thing, to your point, sometimes you get those pills to just numb the, the, the headache or whatever, but you're right. That's not telling you where the problem is. I mean, Correct. for example, fever, we know that if you have fever, that means there's an inflammation somewhere. There is an infection somewhere. In fact, mm -hmm. the, the body is saying, hey, or the, 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 yes. the immune system is kicking high because they want to kill whatever those viruses and bugs yes. in there. And so that's really how it works. Right. So so we know that we where everybody, I think, knows this rule. You know, when you your body is you're not going to know that's how it talks to you and say, hey, it's time for you to relax. <laughs> you know, I'm going to yes. take care of you right now. And so. We can we can do now with the technology, with the medicine, with all. By the way, it's not just now. The stuff that you actually are using is ancient. The original. <laughs> yeah, it is ancient. I mean, you know, it's years, centuries of of practice, and we are today here because of those, you know, ancient arts and sciences that that existed, mm -hmm. and we took some of that and just, you know, I guess transform it to the new modern world. But but the idea, it is still the foundation. And Correct. herbs, medicine, you know, or herbal medicine and stuff, it's always been there. 
And it's still there. A lot of people actually are mixing that up with modern. And a lot of people are mm -hmm. now even deviating and moving back to the roots and using exactly. some of the, the traditional stuff. You know, again, we don't want to talk about the politics of, as to, like you said, people are conditioned mm -hmm. that we know you go to a doctor because you trust them. And, and you know, listen, there's controversy about that, that that space too. There's, like you said, they're supposed to prescribe. I mean, there's there's some some of the industry process in there. There's a lot of stuff that, that can go and we can criticize all of it. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we can we can criticize or we can just do the right thing and that's it. We don't even right. need to worry about it, right? Exactly. <laughs> so so and that that's a simple way to look at it. Instead of me worrying like, wow, what's going on? And now I need to know what's going behind the scenes and why people don't care about my health. Listen, nobody is gonna care if you don't care. Just care about your health first and your immediate yes. entourage, and that's it. One person at a time and starts with yourself and the rest is history. And I think if we exactly. all did that, it, it wouldn't matter, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So 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 Lynn, I, I have a question. You, you, I did mention you are a writer. Yes. So, 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 <laughs> to, you know, books. Do you have any books that we'd like to talk about? So, I actually have one coming. Um, work. It's in the works right now, and it's called "Your Health Sets the Tone," and it's basically about everything that we're talking about now. About, you know, how it goes more into depth in as far as even your spiritual world and the physical world around you. How when you're not healthy it affects every other part of your life, you know, and it plays into the the dynamics of your family. If you're not healthy, how do you have the energy to take care of your family, your kids? You know, how do you have the energy to go out with your friends? Um, the people that you invite in, it matches the your level of health. And so it's all of the things that we talked about, including that, and really just fine lining it and bringing it back to the fact that if you are not living a healthy life, other things in your life are not going to be healthy either. And it's going to show up and it shows up in the way that you express yourself. You know, when you're healthy, other people notice you. When you're not, other people notice you for a different reason. And I think it's really, I think it really comes down to remembering that the first person, your first relationship is always going to be with yourself. If you cannot take care of yourself, other people are going to know that and they're not going to be able to be around you in the way that you want them to. And so it's always like always checking in with yourself. Where am I? How do I feel? What do I need to do for myself? So then that way I can extend myself out to other people and to do other things. And so it's really that is the book. The basis of the book is really just bringing you back to being the best human that you can possibly be. And where, where do we expect it to be released and published? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> is it coming soon? <laughs> Within the year, yes. All right, all right. So we'll look forward to it. And yeah, maybe yeah. we'll come back and talk more about it. Um, you know, yes. but but yeah, I mean, uh, listen, congrats. I mean, that's that's a great thing to have something like that because books are legacies and uh, they transform lives. And, uh, you know, to your point, all the stuff that we talk about is there. It becomes a resource that people can literally look at it. Here's, here's the path. Here's what you need to do. I love, you again, your whole combination of mind, body, spirit, all of it together, because mm -hmm. I think that's that's the way it's, we're supposed to, 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 to operate. And again, the best, the best thing you said, and well, not, but you said all of it is best. But, but one thing you just said now is the, the concept of if you don't take care of this, you know, you, mm -hmm. you, you can't do anything else for anybody else. And, right. and, 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 and not only for your own immediate entourage and family, even society. I mean, exactly. you, you're, if you're not healthy, there's a good chance you're going to be a burden on the system or the healthcare and the cost of it. And, we, and, and we know that. I mean, it's, it's, so it, we, we owe it to ourselves. You know, and frankly, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to go through the system anyways because it's not going to be a fun op you right. know, operation. 
I mean, again, we're not talking emergencies. If it happens and you need to, Correct. you got to do what you got to do. But but if you can pre prevention, right? It's all about preventative. Exactly. As a matter of fact, preventative medicine is a is the traditional way, and and now Correct. we're like more of the the emergency medicine, right? You're sick, you go. Generations have applied into this concept where I don't go to a doctor. I have no clue what's going on until I'm really like you know down, and then I go to the the, the emergency room and mm -hmm. they, and I get processed basically, <laughs> you know, and then that's yeah. it. So as opposed to like you know I'm ahead of the game. I'm always ahead, and that's the other thing. If any early detection to anything can be preventing you know a worst case scenario. If you're too late, it's over. It's done. There's nothing you can only blame yourself. Uh, you know me, me. Uh, you know. Uh, as a first, you know, uh, person here, I I talk about this right now, but I I, I try to practice the same thing, whereby mm -hmm. I do my 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 physicals and try to check in and make sure that whatever it is, just to as soon as I see, I mean, thank God so far everything is good, but you know, just to if I to your point, we're not supposed to be obese. Just start start feeling that the weight is not going or whatever. There's something I'm doing wrong, and exactly. I, to, I make adjustments, and so and it's not going to be easy, folks. That's the other thing. This is not overnight. Uh, it is. It is a. It's a complete package. Is you know, look at it from from this, from the help, from all that. You do the right. You take the right measures, but also there is uh, there is nutrition as you talked about. It's important, mm -hmm. but there's also physical movement activity. Mm -hmm. So so so, Lynn, what do you say about that? Because I think that's also a big part of of the deal. Well, absolutely. I mean, we live in such a sedentary life, you know, lifestyle. Now, the majority of people do. We sit at our desks most of the day. And then when we're done, we go home and we sit on our couch, you know, for the rest of the night. And we've lost this touch of being in nature. We've lost this touch of using our body in, you know, really kind of physically demanding ways. I mean, we used to do really intensive work outside pretty regularly. And we've just moved away from that so much. And our body needs that movement in order for everything, it, it stagnates, right? Like when we stagnate, our digestive processes stagnate and everything else stagnates and everything starts dying off and we need that movement. Now there's also the other extreme where people do too much, right? There's like this toxic level of working out that people are like, I have to go to the gym every day for an entire hour. You know, I have to push myself. That again is also, it creates a level of stress in the body that is damaging to our system. You know, stress is necessary but there is a level past what we're, what we should be at that a lot of people take their workouts to. And so we need to remember that we need to stress our body enough to where it's getting the workout that it needs to keep our body in process, but not to overdo that because it's like people like to go to one end of the extreme to the other. And it's like, oh, no working out to I'm going to do CrossFit and all of this stuff every single day and just push myself as hard as I can. And they don't realize that that's damaging too. So like the physical component, just like everything else, our diet and our, you know, our spiritual connections, it's like balance. We need to find that balance and to know that, okay, I need to go for a walk today. I fell into a really bad habit of just like being at home and sitting, you know, sitting more than actually being out. And I'm a climber and I bike and I do a bunch of different things, but it takes a really uh, strong awareness to be like, I notice that I'm being a little bit lazy today. I need to get out and go do something. I need to move my body because that is what our bodies are made to do. They're not made to sit all day long. And I think it's when we can take ourselves out of our body and remember that we have a body, we are not our body. We have a body and we need to take care of it. It is our gift. It is a, you know, it's our transportation in this lifetime and it's meant to be utilized and to be taken care of. 
And if we don't, it's just like our cars. If we don't put gas in it, we're not going to be able to drive it. If we don't take care of the engine, it's going to break down on us. This is our transportation. This was a gift given to us and we need to take care of it. And a big part of that is its physical capabilities and what, you know, to really just honoring that and doing what we need to do. Love it. I mean, it's it's moderation, right? You can't go extreme one way or the other. You have to maintain. And you're right. I mean, I refer to it as an avatar. <laughs> hey, we are avatar. We are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so we're we're the, this is the avatar, and you know you you mm-hmm. you operate in this avatar, and you want to make sure that it lasts you enough for this 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 uh, matrix, <laughs> if right. you want to call it that. So so but but the fact of the matter is, it's as real as it gets. And to your point, you know you you we don't want to over push it and overdo it. But I mean, historically, people did not sit the way we do. They were active. They wake up right. early. Uh, they were doing chores and things, or working in the land and whatever they're doing. And then, mm-hmm. and then they by sunset, they're pretty much done. They just, you know, they go collapse, and then the big, you know, they sleep a good night. That's the other thing, sleep. Very exactly. important. You know, we we lost that concept. People are, you know, you know, losing sleep. You know, uh, patterns. You know, every day uh, with the lights, with everything that we're exposed to. That's mm-hmm. one, two. There's also that whole, I mean, there's there's debates or discussions about like, you know, successful oh, people sleep very little, right? You know, and yeah. so there's there is there is that there's that whole discussion about that. And you know, I maybe it happens to be the case, but but I there is no science behind it in terms of like whether everybody yes. that I know that yeah. talks about, you know, um a good if you need your brain to function, you need to be rested. If you need your right. body to actually support your brain, I mean, brain brain health is important. And I think I'm not talking about just the mental piece of it, the physical brain health. Right. You know, if it's tired, if it's, you know, it's you're not getting enough oxygen and you're like, you know, deprived, you're a zombie. I, I can tell you personally, I cannot operate with that without sleep. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm literally a good zombie looking person when i'm not sleeping <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean I, I i the exception of walking and just like you know being like this I'm, I'm actually i feel like i feel it you know so sleep to me is important and uh but but every single thing that is in 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 medicine all the new talks about the balance mm-hmm. you know and the importance of sleep the importance of you know the body's a lot of stuff is happening through through sleeping your body is restoring detoxifying doing all the stuff and 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 also like to your point you mentioned something about fasting we tend to eat now every time whenever we feel like uh, you know yeah i smell something let me just grab a snack that's the thing the, the art of snacking has become more <laughs> you know relevant and common which is not supposed to be that way people ate when right. they were hungry that was it i mean you know i i, I i've been in martial arts all my life and one of the things that i've learned in in one specific art is that they they call it the ninja diet <laughs> and the ninja diet is really they didn't eat you know only when they had to and you know when their body is needing you know they work out they mm-hmm. work out they work out, and then they eat and that's it and that's how they did it and they maintain and these guys uh historically the ninjas were pretty athletes athletic and, and very robust you know so so but that's that's like you know a a, a concept of where you know you eat when you need it, and now we eat when we don't need it. Uh, you right. said it. We, your body is the reason we're obese is that it's it's rejecting all that extra stuff. It doesn't need it. It's not right. taking. It's taking more than what it's supposed to process in a day, and therefore it just stores it. You stores know? it okay. exactly. You know. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, give us the impression of camels, but camels do have those things. You know, that's their their supply. It's all fat, right? We don't want to have. A little camel pouch here, right. here in the front, right? But we we do tend to do that, and unfortunately, now diabetes can do more of that, you know. Mm-hmm. But then again, to your point, diabetes is 
is a, a result of something in, in previous lives. So all these things that are happening, they happen because we didn't take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the younger, and that's the other thing, as the younger folks, you know, we're supposed to be, you know, aware of these things. Unfortunately, when we are younger, we don't care. We are resilient. We think we're invincible. Oh the world, the world, yeah. the world is, you know, owing us money and we're good. And no, nobody is, you know, I don't want to hear no one. You don't tell me how to live my life. And that's okay. Uh, you know, you have the right to live the life you want, but, but right. know this, that in, in a decade or two, your body is not going to be the same. And now yeah. it's like, it's, you mentioned the word irreversible. Some mm-hmm. things can be irreversible and you can't go back. Yes. And so if you're listening and you're a younger person, please take care of yourself. That's all we're asking, you know, and, and do the right thing by you. You don't yes. want to take care of it. It's all good. Don't say Hurricane H, you know, is dictator. <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying I want you to be as healthy as possible. Live as long as you can and happy mm-hmm. and healthy. That's all. So, yeah. you know, so, so, Lynn, any, I guess we're coming to the end of the show, any uh, good piece of wisdom that you can share with our audiences today? You know, I think it always just comes back to the fact that we need to take responsibility for our own lives, what we do with our body, how we, you know, respond to situations, uh, everything that's coming into our life. We need to stop and take responsibility for it and ask why. Why is this happening? Why do I keep, you know, having these symptoms? Why do I keep running into these situations at work or with relationships? Any of these things, we need to stop and ask ourselves why and really get to the bottom of of that reason. You know, I think, yes, the health is like the biggest component that I focus on, but one of the biggest pieces is finding out the spiritual reason behind it. Why is this person having this issue? Why are they still allowing themselves to be in this space? You know, is it a self-worth thing? Is it something from their past that they haven't healed through a trauma? There's so many things that people can be experiencing on a mental or emotional level that's causing them to continue these, you know, bad patterns or habits. And I think it's just really important to start asking questions, start analyzing your life and allow yourself to be curious about the life that you're living. And is this something that you want to continue doing? And 20 years down the road from now, are you going to be okay with where you're at or this progressing in a negative way forward? If not, it's time to make a change and really just accept that and take responsibility for your life. You're the only one in charge of everything that's you know, present in your reality right now. You can't blame presidents. You can't blame society. It's your choice to live your life and to be healthy or not. And I think that's the best thing that I can say for people. So (laughs) no victim mentality, right? (laughs) Correct. Exactly. (laughs) Well, that's a big deal. I mean, well, here's the thing. We are by default, sometimes designed, not designed. I think we're by choice we choose to look at everybody else as being mm-hmm. the culprit and everybody's fault, yes. but not mine. Uh, accountability Correct. is very difficult to have mm-hmm. and, and, and pointing here is usually wrong. Uh, and right. although when we point at others, we are like, you know, what is it? Four, three, whatever back to us. <laughs> but the concept is, you know, we tend to blame the world and every single circumstances around us other than like, you know, the choices we are, you know, mm-hmm. are resp- responsible for and take. And, you know, again, it's awareness and, uh, you know, sometimes it, it, you know, hearing it puts it in perspective. Uh, so yes. so I, I thank you for bringing that up because I think that's, that's the biggest piece. If mm-hmm. you, if you're aware there, everything else can start falling in place. Exactly. Now, now, now Lynn, uh, how can people reach out to you? So the for functional medicine, my website is www.riverswellness.net. 
And that's a really easy way to find what I offer and to get in contact with me via email. And um, yeah, I would say that's that's the best bet. I have photography and documentary websites as well, but considering what we're focusing on, I think that's the best way. So. Oh, listen, uh, you know, we we might come back and talk about photography and and filmmaking, yeah. you know, that that'll be yeah. cool. Uh but yeah. but listen, you know, um thank you so much for 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 a great discussion and for a lot of good tips and insights. And and you know, uh people listening, you know, you know what to do. I mean, uh if you're not sure, just reach out, I mean, to to Lynn yes. and, and and find out what you can do to to identify if you have a problem or if you even think even if you don't have a problem sometimes it's just again preventative let me check right see what's up so you can do it uh, i will have the description uh the link of the the, the site on the description of the show so do check it out on my website if you click on on lynn's picture you will go to her site also so uh, you know just just uh follow her and uh, you know on social media whatever and uh and see what what else you can you know uh, utilize and and maybe connect if you if you do need it or if you know someone else who needs it. See that's the thing. Sometimes yes. it's not about us. You might know someone's going through a tough time. Guide them through through what maybe a solution that can help them, and uh, you'll be satisfied just by seeing them happy. Especially if you love those people around you, you you'll be you'll be doing good. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, Lynn, thank you so much for being with us today. We yeah. We, thank we you for enjoyed, having me. I'm really happy. Yeah. Thank you so much. My pleasure, my pleasure, and, and and folks, you know, there you have it. We're at the end of the show, so uh, I hope you enjoyed today's show. And you know, as always, you know, you have to do your due diligence. To, you know, these are opinions. Uh, you know, we have our own facts and whatever we operate the way we want, but we're not enforcing this on you. But it's information that is valuable. It's resources that's available to you. If you choose to use them, great. If not, that's okay. You have you have that right. So that being said, we'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic, no guest. And uh, we'll talk soon. Bye.